0: Thank you for all coming today. Um, I'm so grateful that you made it to this service. Have you ever carefully noticed the language you use, you use in your daily life? Are your words generally positive or negative, or do you not give them much thought? How about the tone of your speech? Do you often speak quickly and without much consideration? Or do your words come across as intentional and measured? It's just a word, or I'm just saying it. Why does that matter? You might think. However, it does matter if you repeatedly use certain types of speech. This morning, I'd like to talk about the impact of spoken words especially the mentor, mental patterns within our self-narrative. Master Hotezan, the founding teacher of One Buddhism says, unlike plants that grow by setting roots in the ground, animals live by setting roots in heaven. Thinking one thought, committing one action, or saying one word, plants a karmic cause in the Dharma realm of empty space, and its karmic consequences appear in accordance with each and every one of its wholesome or unwholesome conditions. The law is simple. What you give out, you receive in return. Not only what you say, but also how you say it become the seed for what you will reap, and those, were, those thoughts conveyed in your spoken words shape your reality. So what kind of speech would you like to cultivate in your daily life? The words we use every day have the power to either bring about positive or negative changes in our lives there are two different types or ways of using speech. In my family, my mom and her younger sister have distinctive speech patterns that have influenced the course of their lives. In their everyday conversation, my aunt tends to express complaints, while my mom mostly uses words of gratitude. A recent dialogue they shared highlighted these differences. My aunt complained about her facial wrinkles, showing little effort to address them, while my mom expressed gratitude for discovering an defective skincare routine. In fact, my mom enjoyed the time she spent taking care of herself. I am learning a lot from my mom. <laughs> I can clearly tell that my mom's life has been more fulfilling and happier than that of my aunt. Speech patterns exert a considerable influence on one's life as exemplified by my mom and my aunt. I found another example in a person I once knew for 10 years. He constantly, constantly spoke negatively about himself, often using the phrase, yes, but. Over half of his conversations revolved around the difficulties in his life and his physical health issues. Like my my aunt, complaining was his main response to his health condition. Throughout all the years, I knew him His life remained challenging and showed no signs of improvement. It is possible that my aunt and my acquaintance use negative language as a means to seek attention from others, or perhaps it's just their habit. Either way, their approaches are ineffective because by complaining, they are planting negative seeds which bring them negative results. I can only imagine what their inner dialogue is like. It might be even worse than their verbal expression. Master Chong San says, Be mindful of your speech. Even a single word holds the potential for transgression or blessings. The teaching is straightforward in Master Chong San's word. Speech can help. Speech can help either good or harm. And the choice is ours. Would you prefer words that bestow blessings or ones that convey transgression? The person most affected by our own narrative vulnerability is none other than ourselves. Through our deliberate spoken words, we can cultivate a new energy for our mental attitude as words gain power through repetition. It is important to remember that we hold We hold the power of what attitude we want to choose in our speech. However, we may not always be conscious of the language we habitually use and the attitude conveyed in our words. It took me almost my entire adult life to recognize the speech attitude I had developed over the course of my life. For quite some time, I held the belief that being straightforward meant staying true to myself. I regarded it as a virtue to openly express my thoughts, wearing my heart on my sleeve, without sugarcoating or filtering what I say. However, in doing so, I may have overlooked something important the need to feel empathy not only towards others, but also towards myself. I became fully aware of this only recently. It has been during my three years I have been at the One Dharma Center that I began to realize that being honest without considering the feelings of others could sometimes do more harm than good. I've come to this understanding because Many times I found myself wondering why why people didn't seem to listen to me as much as they did to others. While I insisted on being righteous and candid, I may have underestimated the power of empathy and at times felt indifferent to the feelings of others as well as my own. So what about you? Are you aware of your recurring patterns in your choice of words? I read an article in the New York Times the other day about how teachers handle kids when they are emotionally overwhelmed. The method is simple to ask a question. And the question is, do you want to be helped, heard, or hugged? When children are asked, they are given a sense of control. They can then think and act upon it. Some children may say they need a box of tissues, while others may express a desire to talk about an issue they had on the bus. The article states that finding out whether children want to be helped, hurt, or hugged is really asking how can I meet your, your needs. Similarly, we can pose the same question to ourselves to inquire about our heartfelt desires. Recognizing these needs is crucial as it leads us toward self-awareness. I believe that old patterns are capable of transformation. This belief comes from an experience I had during a 10-hour layover at the Madrid airport in Spain. It was the day scheduled for my return to the United States after a five-week of walking pilgrimage in Spain. During my extended layover, I at first found myself spending my time aimlessly watching YouTube videos or wondering through the dazzling array of tax-free stores. However, having accumulated substantial mental and physical energy during my pilgrimage, I eventually discerned the moment when my habitual energy began to overpower my mental state. Right at that moment, I paused. And then I was able to ask myself what I truly wanted An inner voice advised me not to be controlled by old habits, but to do things differently. I realized that I was the one who could make a choice about what to do and how to use my time. I followed my intuition, which broadened my perspective on practice. When I look back on this experience, I see that self-awareness opened the possibility of changing old habits and patterns and fostered a positive narrative within me. This gentle and warm perspective served as the driving force that enabled my heart to open. And I'd like to share the story of the sun the wind and the man's jacket. Do you know what, can you guess what this story will be about? I see the cultural difference here because I believe most Korean people will see this story, right? This story beautifully illustrates the contrast between gentleness and aggressiveness. The sun and the wind wanted wanted to determine who was stronger and so a man in a jacket they agreed that the one who could make him take it off would win the wind went first and began to blow fearlessly i mean fiercely hoping that the strong gusts would force the man to remove his jacket however the stronger the wind blew the tighter the man clutched his jacket around him. The wind's effort only made the man hold onto his jacket even more firmly. Then the sun started to shine brightly and radiate warmth. As its gentle rays touched the man, he began to feel comfortable and warm. In response to this, the man willingly and gladly removed his jacket. Loving kindness is the key to opening one's heart. Just as we seek loving kindness from others, we also need to extend it to ourselves. We simply can choose to be kind to ourselves. We need this practice of loving kindness, especially when things seem out of control or when we are about to fall into our habitual patterns. If we are willing to accept ourselves as we are in any given situation, our hearts will be open to the universe and the rewards will be sweet. So why don't we be a loving mother to our tender heart? It means speaking, gentle words to ourselves. Uttering words doesn't cost much. It merely requires some practice. Having recognized the patterns of my inner dialogue and their lack of benefit, I've made the choice to be kind to myself. So how can we adopt a kind inner narrative? Firstly, we must Observe our language patterns. This help, I mean this step might seem obvious, yet it's surprisingly, surprisingly easy to overlook. Detecting recurring patterns is crucial. For instance, I've noticed some people say stupid when they make a mistake. Or I screw up. In reality, we don't truly intend to invite chaos into our lives. Why not articulate what we genuinely wish for? It is important to contemplate whether specific language habits will benefit us or not. And then deliberately choose words of kindness and say them to you especially when things don't seem to align our way or when we identify our weaknesses. I firmly believe that showing self-compassion and love begins with vocalizing the things we desire and require for ourselves. Some examples of kind words to our hearts are, I choose to see the good in every situation. I am grateful for all the blessings in my life. It's okay to make mistakes. They are opportunities for learning and growth. I am becoming the best version of myself each day. I love and approve of myself as I am. And actually I asked these questions to ChatGPT <laughs> and it gave me the nice things And the last one I love and approve of myself as I am is the one I read from a book. And actually this one is what I practice every day along with some others. This simple act can change our self-narrative. As the patterns of our self-talk evolve, our external communication also transforms. This change exerts influence in both directions. As I progressed toward achieving this, I've started to speak affirmations to myself. I began this practice while standing in front of a mirror in my room, looking into my eyes and addressing myself by name. At the beginning stages, I naturally felt awkward and embarrassed There are times when this simple activity even brought tears to my ears, I mean, (laughs) not ears, to my eyes. Nonetheless, it proved to be a powerful method in altering my perspective on my vulnerability, compelling me to persist with the practice. Now, I see a more positive aspect about myself. And these aspects inspire me to find more positive aspects in others as well. Why don't we apply this empowering speech throughout our daily activities? All our words, in fact, can serve as affirmations in our lives. Remember, because of the principle of cause and effect, even a single word formed in our minds or speak to the universe, we re- will return to us with its corresponding result. In this sense, all the words in our chant book, in our chant book, are powerful affirmations for our practice. Especially I have a special fondness for the morning prayer song in our chant book. It brings me joy. I encourage you to use those affirmations here, not only during our service today, but also incorporate them into your daily activities throughout your day whenever possible. When I assess the direction of my practice, my main focus is, as my mind and heart expanding to embrace as many people as I intend, in pursuit of this, my new focus is through the words I speak. I hope you also find the value of your everyday language. It will certainly empower you and contribute to making positive changes in your life. And as I end my talk, please turn to page nine. What am I missing? This song. Alma,
1: Buddha, full, grace. I begin a new day in Your presence. Today, full of health and me peace of mind. May I walk along the path. Of the Buddha, Dharma, Kaya, Buddha, fourfold grace. I begin on you day with your grace. Today, gratefully and with gentle words. May I live in harmony with all those I meet. Dharma, Kaya, Buddha, fourfold grace. I begin anew. loving place. May I do all that I can